Hey, welcome to the She Heard podcast hosted by author and speaker Laurie Green Westlake. On the She Heard podcast, we cover everything from a woman's role in the church to deep and unexpected dives into your favorite Bible heroes. Laurie's passion is to equip women with courage, boldness, and bravery through biblical study and inspiring narrative. Be sure to check out lauriegreenwestlake.com for additional resources. Welcome to the show. Hey everyone, Laurie Green Westlake here with you for another podcast today. It's great to be with you. It's great to be in God's Word, and it is um, it's great to be alive. I have got a couple of announcements to make. Our podcast is going to be um, kind of sporadic. I am looking at. probably four weeks travel coming up and some of it is over during the time in which I am typically recording and I do it, uh, I work full time. And so I do it in my personal time. I do the preparing and the recording and with the travel with work, I'm just going to be very limited to walk in closets and a microphone to do podcast recording. So I wanted to give you the heads up and I plan today to leave you with some very inspirational thoughts to call upon uh, while we're not together. I know that you're either in church or you're listening to other podcasts and that you have sisters and brothers around you that inspire you and hold you accountable and also encourage you to do great things for the Lord. But if you've come to depend on me, and we should always just be dependent on Christ. But if you've come to really enjoy or be encouraged by these podcasts, first of all, I'm so humbled and I'm so thankful and I'm blown away at the response that we're getting for these very homemade podcasts. But um, I don't want you to be discouraged in my absence. I don't want you to think that I dropped you. I don't want you to think I'm not thinking about you or that I do not care deeply about you, because I do. But that's just my little heads up, because I cannot make promises over the next three to four weeks exactly at what day and when a podcast will be released. So today, let's talk about something extremely motivational, and that is reaching beyond your grasp, reaching beyond your grasp. I have a a friend at work and she gave, she quoted this to me. It's from a book she read. I have not read the book, but I asked her to give me the name of the book and the author so that I could give them credit. And uh, it is definitely something I intend to read, but it is a quote from one of the characters in the book. And I want to I want to read it to you right now. So the character speaking is Raffles and this quote is from E.W. Horning and the name of the book is The Amateur Cracksman. And this is Raffles speaking to Bunny and he says, "A man's reach must exceed his grasp, dear boy, or what the dickens is heaven's for." Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I'll say it one more time. A man's 
reach must exceed his grasp, dear boy, or what the dickens is heaven for? And this is such a good point. Such a something to ponder, even though I have a feeling this is a children's book. And because this is a guy, Raffle, named Raffle, talking to a bunny. But um, it's something that has really given me peace as I have reached beyond my grasp a lot lately and have come back off that unknown path, backed into a, a corner and gone, do I really want to go forward on this unknown path? Do I really, really, did I think this through? Did did I make a, a good decision to go where I've never been before? But when we're on the unknown path and we go where we've never been before, we are reaching beyond our grasp. And when we reach beyond our grasp, we are forced to depend on Christ and the heavenly power that he puts within us. If you're not thinking beyond earthly matters, if you're not dreaming God-sized dreams, then we are not exercising the faith that is so very precious to God. We have to be in trial or in precarious situations, or facing the unknown with a bold chest stuck out there saying, I will do this in the power of Christ. We, we've talked about it. We have to be in these positions. And we've talked about how unknown paths and these precarious or unusual or unknown, the future situations, how these build our faith purposely from God. Nothing is by accident. And the situation that you're facing right now is there to build your faith. And why is this why is this important? Because to God, we are told, faith is the most precious of commodities. That faith is what he wants from us before he wants your glitter, your glittery works, even your praise, even your worship. He wants your faith. Faith brings him glory. And we've read this scripture before, but to firm up what I'm saying, I want to read it again. It's First Peter 1, 7 through 9. And your faith will be like gold that has been tested in a fire. And these trials will prove that your faith, which is worth much more than gold that can be destroyed, they will show that you will be given praise and honor and glory when Jesus Christ returns. So when he returns, and you remember there's also the scripture that says, but when I return, will I find faith? That is the most revealing scripture because it is telling us what he is going to look for when he returns, and will he find it? And when he does find it in you, it will be worth more than perishable gold. And it is so, so precious to him. And for those of us that faith has become a time-worn word, church word, churchies, and for those that may be new in Christ that don't really grasp this word that we throw around so easily called faith, the simplest terms is trust and belief. Trust and this incredible deep belief in Christ and who he says he is 
and what he says he can do and has done. And it is all proven out through Scripture. So I want to uh, read to you another Scripture. This is from um, Ephesians. Let me see. This is Ephesians 2. And it kind of bears out again this idea that it is it is all about our faith and what we are doing with it. And when we are reaching beyond our grasp, we are deepening our faith. We are also demonstrating to others, and we are demonstrating to the principalities of the air, our belief and trust in Christ. And that brings Him glory. So Paul tells us in Ephesians 2, that we once followed the course of this world. We were following the prince of the power of the air. He says this, that spirit that is now in work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated with him in the heavenly places and Jesus Christ. So let's let's try to visualize all of that. I'm going to walk you through it in Lari language. So Paul is writing that we once followed the course of this world. So before we were Christians, we were very carnal-minded. We were doing, we were following everything of the world. And that can be from some of the most devastating things, caught up in pornography or addictions or alcoholism or um, sexual perversions beyond pornography, just all kinds of things. And and that is, that is not just saying that alone is the course of the world. The co- course of the world is chasing after careers instead of chasing after Christ, chasing after material wealth instead of chasing after faith, right? It's anything that isn't godly. And there are so many things that we are caught up in and a part of that aren't godly, me included, and just because it's not some big overt, you know, thing we're doing, it it still can be offensive to God if it's not wrapped around Him, our response to Him, our faith, and His love for us. So then Paul says, we were following the prince of the power of the air. Well, it wasn't just following the world. Before Christ, before we were believers— Before we came into his family, we weren't just following the course of the world. Paul says we're following the prince who has power in the air, and that is Satan. That is the devil and his minions. And then he goes on to say the spirit that is now in work in the sons of disobedience. So that same spirit is working today. Oh, and do we ever see it in the sons and daughters of disobedience? Oh, my. Some of the headlines today. or or unbelievable, and it's hard to think that we've come so far. This world, the course of this world, 
And the prince of the power of the or the air, I'm sorry, has led us so far astray. But anyway, Paul goes on to say, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh. Yes, we did. We were out seeking passions, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind. So we were carrying out what our mind conceived as what we needed, what we wanted. Some of it was very evil. Some of it seemed harmless. But anything that is not pointing to Christ is pointing away from him. Christ says you're either with me or against me. There is no middle ground. And it says that we were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. So you were once, you were once in the miry clay. You were once walking around in a mud pit, in in an oppressed life that may have felt real to you, but it was definitely a depraved state. And so he says, we were like the rest of mankind at that point, but God being rich in his mercy and because of his great love, which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, so that's saying he loved us at that point, Before we became believers, he made us alive together with Christ. Christ was raised from the dead. You have been raised from the dead. You are already alive in Christ. That's one of the beauties of living in this era of grace. You are alive with Christ right now because by grace you have been saved. And then Paul says the most interesting thing. And he says, and God raised Christ up and he seated us with him in the heavenly places. So, because God is timeless, there's no future, there's no past, there's only present, and he's, he's, time is an earthly component, it is an earthly measurement, and God is eternal. And so, in God's view, perspective, reality, it's finished, and we are seated with Christ. So, we are already, have access to God-sized dreams, God-sized goals, God-sized vision. We simply need to reach for it. As one seated with Christ in the heavenlies, we should be hearing from God about what he is doing and joining him in his work, right? because we're there in the throne room with Christ and God, and we should be acutely aware of what is going on in the world and how we fit into it and how we exercise our faith, how we bring Him glory. And when He returns, He recognizes our faith. So, my dear friends, forget your flesh bucket list. And I I have a blog written about that on my website. But forget your bucket list. Because it's all about earthly things that we in our mind think we need to do. But dream a God-purpose dream. And then reach. Reach beyond your grasp. Okay, that's my very short devotional for you to keep you hanging on for the next few weeks. You might want to pick up and read Ephesians chapter 1 and 2 in the next couple of weeks and digest some of that good reality. It uh, Paul writes, oh, he kills me, uh, because there was no grammar in Hebrew. The sentences are like run on, and it's one major thought after another. So let me tell you, take your take these big, juicy, 
sentences and statements from Paul and get a piece of paper and break them out by phrase, you know, and then take the phrase. Let me give you an example. Like um, he said, you once followed the course of this world, following the prince, of the power of the earth. So, I mean, of the air, I've said that twice now, but he write out the first phrase. We once followed the course of this world. And then write beside that what you think that means. And then write the next phrase, following the prince of the power of the air. Then write beside it what what that means to you, what you think that means. And then write the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Write, Write beside that what you think that looks like. And you will actually be, when you do this, you will actually be expositing scripture. And this is how you can learn to study and do that through the whole first two chapters of Ephesians, because they're so wordy that we can tend to just read through them and have so many thoughts hit us that none of them stick. Does that make sense to you? So that's my challenge for you is to give that a try. And if you find anything profound or something that just blows your socks off while you're pulling these scriptures apart, I would love for you to write me an email. You can go to my website and write me an email through there, but I'm just going to go ahead and give you my uh, personal email. I I may be sorry for this, but my uh, personal email, I'll say it and then I'll spell spell it, but it's lauriemilagro at gmail.com. And that's L-A-U-R-I-E-M-I-L-A-G-R-O at gmail.com. And um, I, I can't guarantee that I will be checking email in a timely manner. I'm going to be out of the country in a couple of different places working. And some of that is hard by internet. It's, it, I mean, the internet is not always available. And so, you know, part of this journey, I will be in Greece for my daughter's wedding. So if you think about it, pray, pray for us that we have a glorious time glorifying the Lord as we bring two lovely Christian believers together and uh, see what God's going to do through them. But I want to see what God's going to do through you, and I want to hear about it. So that's all for today. Thank you for listening, and know that I will miss you, but I will be praying for you. Reach beyond your grasp.